Welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast. We have a very special guest for you today. Your host today, my name is Lubna, and my co-host today is... Your co-host is me. It's me, Gail Edwards, the personal brand disruptor. Cool, cool, cool. We have a very special guest today. We have the lovely Gosha Gornia, who has written a book called The Expansion Game. And she helps people to stop playing small and shine brightly in the world. She's a best-selling author, an outstanding coach, and an intuitive. Gosha, welcome. Welcome, girls. Thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of your podcast. I can't wait to play with you. Uh, it's mm. an honor to have you. It really is an honor to have you, Gosha. And one of the things, one of the things that um, Lubna just mentioned when she introduced you is that you are an international speaker, you're an outstanding coach, you're a best-selling author, you're an intuitive. But what she didn't mention, and I know that you haven't mentioned this either, Gosha, is that you are an incredible, and I mean absolute incredible, support to all those that you touch. And I know this obviously personally, but I have seen how you work with others and all of this is going to come out during our um, chat together today, but the the energy and the passion that you have for those that you touch, that deserves an accolade all of its own. So thank you very much for bringing that energy to us today. Oh, thank you so much. That has touched me deeply. So, you know, it, it's part of my life. You know, I think I, when I was born, I came out of my mother's belly and I thought one of my first thought was not, what can I eat and where can I eat, but what... What difference I can make, I think. <laughs> so, wow, cool. The, the same with two of you, obviously. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, Gosh, for you. people that know nothing about you, share a little bit more about yourself. Well, I, I came uh, to UK from Poland when I was 21. And I have spent the first few years, actually, um, as a macrobiotic cook. I used to cook for people who suffered from cancer, particularly women, breast cancer. And throughout this, this journey, I have learned how to cook well, <laughs> including making sushi, you see girls. <laughs> but uh, I've also um, realized that the food is not everything and that if people do not um, take care of their mind, that the emotions and the suppressed things that they've suppressed years ago, then it will somehow keep on coming back in their life and it needs to be resolved before they move forward. Mm -hmm. And so then I retrained and quite early on, I was quite young when I retrained and then I mm -hmm. decided to, uh, to use all my skills of th therapeutic skills, helping people to let go of the past, coaching skills, creating the lives they want and the intuitive skills. I, I have actually discovered quite early on, that I was very intuitive, very psychic. So I combine all of those things in my work. And um, that's why it, it is quite effective, I would say, quite fast, quite impactful. Mm. And um, yeah, and I, and I love it. And, um, and I've written a book which is uh, called The Expansion Game. And it's all about changing fear into miracles, changing mm. fear to love, to success, and actually using the fear and to propel you to where you need to go anywhere, anyway, and but do it confidently. So using the fear as a gift and a very empower, empowering tool. 
So that's that's what I'm really, really happy that I've written this book and I'm just playing now with um, a program and an app. I have just have an idea of creating an app that will help people to have no more fear or have less fear in their life. Well, that's very timely. That's fantastic. Because as we're talking, the world is in lockdown because of coronavirus and many, many, many people are suffering from fear at the moment, Mm. anxiety, because they have absolutely no idea uh, how their life's going to change and transform. And so fear is roaming the streets of the world right now. Yes, mm, it really is. And, you know, one of the things that um, I'm hearing a lot from people is, you know, it's almost like that feel the fear and do it anyway. They're trying to hang on as best they can. But what they're lacking is real strategy and real resource to be able to do that. And like you say, when you suppress things, they come out anyway. So I think what you're doing is very timely, as Lubna says, because now you can equip them with the resources, with the tools, with the strategies that they need to just literally transition them through that fear. Because there's no denying it. These are fearful times. We've never, ever experienced this in our lifetime before. Never. We don't know how it's going to transcend, how it's going to end. But what we do know is with the right support, the right tools, the right strategy, and, the, and a way of just knowing what to do when we need to do it, we'll get through it. And that's where you come in, Gosha. Yes, and, and you know, it's interesting, you, 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 now you said that we are not locked down. Mm-hmm. So many of us are locked in the house. And that is not a problem to some extent because actually the world has stopped and it slowed down. And we actually, we've been running around so fast that something had to happen. And luckily it happened in some ways that we are forced to stop and slow down. So the lockdown in the houses is not that bad. But the real lockdown, it's caused by fear, right? Yeah. And um, so learning how to be uh, locked in the house, but actually remain, remaining somehow reasonably peaceful, that would be a great, great uh, blessing because then people could get on and do whatever they need to do and utilize it as, as the... Um, like in a very effective way. And I just want to read you an email that mm. came to me a few hours ago from yeah. one, of my, uh, one of my clients. And um, and I've uh, recorded a video and I've recorded um, 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 a meditation. So I talked about a few things, but then I, you know, also included a little meditation for people to soothe their nervous system. And so, mm. and, and I opened an email this morning and this, this comes from, from Lucy and she says, Thank you so much, Gosha, for sending the meditation, the video. My anxiety has reached a peak and was affecting my husband and children. You have steadied me and I have regained my composure. I can now move forward and help my wider family to calm down and keep safe. Um, I have so much um, to be grateful for and I want to share this with with others. Uh, My mother for years has been praying to guardian angel and I have thought, she was uh, a bit eccentric <laughs> and I will be now joining her in her prayers. You are an inspiration. So that's, that's, you know, uh, what I call goosebumps. Mm, yeah. It's beautiful. So, you know, if, if something that we do myself or you guys or anybody here, if you can actually steady one person on the mm-hmm. stage of panic, then we soon will come back 
uh, untouched or maybe be slightly touched, but even stronger and more peaceful and wiser. So I think the real epidemic here is the fear that we experience. Mm. You know, the, the fear that comes from reptile brain. It's yeah. the fear that we, you know, that we need to have 20 bags of toilet paper because we can oh, yeah. cry without, right? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So I have actually, I have some compassion for people, you know, because when I went shopping some time ago, you know, I went to the shop and and I looked at the um, at the shelf and there were two um, two lots of gluten-free flowers, right? Uh-huh. They were mm. like a bit backward flower, I think. And there was two and I was thinking, standing there and I was thinking, should I have one? <laughs> should I have two? Yeah, <laughs> because you never know how, how long You just don't know. Yeah. Exactly. You don't know. And then... That reminds me of my myself a few weeks ago as well. I do not buy dried pasta because we don't eat pasta. I don't no. think, we just don't. And um, <laughs> I went into the stores a few weeks ago and there was one bag of pasta left on the shelf. And I found myself quickly picking it up and putting it in my trolley. And I thought, we don't even eat pasta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so the so so the bag of uh, flour, you know, and then this this lady came along and she said, "Excuse me," and she wasn't. It was a Polish shop, and she didn't speak Polish. And she picked up the um, a bag of uh, sugar, right? And she said, "Is it flour?" I said, "No, I'm sorry, it's actually sugar." So I'm looking for flour, and I said, "There is one here," you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and so when we act from the reptile brain. We are mostly interested in survival, and I think we shouldn't blame people for that completely because no one knows how how long it's going to last. Mm. But, but anyhow, so coming down the fear is the name of the game now, and looking at the whole situation from a higher perspective. Yes, mm. I think, and and one of the things that I, that that I find fascinating about the work that you do because fear is not real. It's something that only exists in our mind. It's something that we as human beings create. And because we can create it, we can also uncreate it. And and what I found fascinating is how fast you can get someone from that place of fear and anxiety to being grounded and assured and open to possibilities uh, and and getting into action instead of paralyzed with inaction. Yes. Uh, can you share a little bit more about the process that you use? Yes, I would love to, but maybe also if we have a, a chance here amongst us, uh, if you have any fears you want to work on, we could now blast it as well, because that, that shows how to do that in the fastest possible way. So I can talk about it, and, mm-hmm. and, and then if you w- wish to be one of the you know, guinea pigs, and show people how it's done. Like, if you really truly have something to, I, I, I do. You do? Oh, fantastic! Oh, yeah, I do. And and um, gosh, I'm really going to be expo- expo- exposing myself here on this podcast. But I think it's necessary to be able to help others. So, I, I'm going to call it a fear of success. Uh-huh. Um, and then we'll see where 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 it's coming from because I I'm I'm actually sabotaging myself from being successful even during these these times oh wow that, that you mm. know Gail, first of all i want to congratulate you on showing up in your authenticity and vulnerability and Thank that you. is the first sign that you are ready to move on right because mm. 
if you knew that you have fear and if you haven't taken the opportunity, uh, that, that, that would be one thing. But because you, you are actually saying, yes, I've got it, and you're already thinking about other people, that if I do this here, if I share my fear here with others, I will help them. Yes? Yes. So often yes. when we become bigger than our fear, because we want to make a difference, the fear itself uh, disappears and, and gets smaller. So we will show you this, guys. But I just want to say a couple of things about this um, technique. The First of all, the way the technique has actually been born, it happened uh, during one of my therapy sessions at the breast cancer clinic where I was helping someone who was only 22, 24 years old. She was very young and she had a very serious cancer. And her mom died of cancer and her sister died of cancer. So for her, I mean, she carried the, the BRCA gene. For her, it wasn't the question of being more positive. You know, if people said to her, come on, be positive, fight it. That's not the journey for her. She was completely locked down by fear, right? Because the likelihood and statistics that she was facing were saying that she will get, can get more serious cancer and she will die, right? So I thought to myself, well, the problem was not so much that she was scared, but she was paralyzed by that fear and she was crying every day, every night, she stopped eating because she went into total paralysis. Mm. And so I thought, if I help her to accept the possibility she, she may actually die and look at the worst possible scenario, then maybe, then just maybe, she will be able to uh, get better in terms of mental health. She can start eating and she can have, however long she's going to live, Yeah, she's going to have a good quality life, a peaceful life, and maybe mm -hmm. she will get better, right? Yeah. So yeah. I wasn't holding on to the fact that she has to get better. I was only wishing and holding intention for her to walk out of that treatment room with peaceful mind, yeah. okay? And I've okay. tried all the tools that I had available, EFT, uh, hypnosis, uh, NLP, I've tried on her. And to my great surprise, I must say, because I'm quite effective often, none of them worked. Mm. She, she, she sort of felt a bit better, but she kept on crying. Yeah. And so I then uh, said to uh, my angels, my guides, who, you know, the universe, I said, like, could you please help me, guys, to help this, this woman because I don't want her to go home and cry for the next few months. Mm. And, and indeed, this, this idea came to me that if we exaggerate this fear and blow, blow it out of proportion, then maybe by doing so she, and, and accepting the worst possible scenario, then maybe she will come down. Mm. And then I, then I had an idea of actually uh, looking at the opposite and not just, um, not just looking at the opposite, but looking at the best possible scenario and also accepting it as a possibility. And by doing so, the negative and the positive, they, they seem to cancel each other out to yeah. some extent. And she then felt a lot more grounded and peaceful. And, um, and she walked out with peaceful energy. She stopped crying almost instantaneously. So, that, so then I started testing this on other people. And I found mm. out that for some fears, it didn't work. Like, for instance, fear of uh, flying or fear of, um, mm -hmm. I don't know, spiders. It didn't make any difference. <laughs> people just get annoyed. 
Fear of not being good enough, fear of failure, fear of um, success, fear of um, being judged, it worked really well. So then then I called it expansive fears, I called them expansive fears, and I continued using it with my clients. So that was the birth of that technique, right? Cool. Mm -hmm. And and then I didn't do anything with it other than using it in a session. I didn't write anything about it. I didn't write a book. I didn't do a video. Because I was simply scared, but I didn't know about it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yes. Yes. Absolutely. So, so often you see, guys, I, I mean, you obviously, I would be very interested for your, for your impact, for your input on this. Often we are afraid, but we appear to be confident. Oh, yes. Or we appear, or maybe even overconfident, right? Yeah. Yes. Or sometimes we push, we push, push, push ourselves or others because we're afraid, we push too much, that's fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we procrastinate and we go, give long-winded stories. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Resonate with I, that I, I, I can identify with all of those. All of it. <laughs> me too. I'm thinking, oh my God, are you talking mm. about me? Exactly. I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I do to Gosha? <laughs> so, do, so do you do you have any examples of what, that you really didn't know you were scared and you maybe procrastinated on something and then later on you realized, shit, I'm actually scared and that's why I'm not yes. What yes. Can you tell us what it was? All the time. I mean, the most recent one that we can all, um, you know, recall quite easily was the vision, voice and visibility in um, Manchester. Um, yeah. So. Yes. We knew, so that was in December. I've known, I knew since September that I was going to be on that stage as a keynote. Okay. And I, I also knew in September exactly what I was going to be speaking about. But why was it that the night before I was due on stage, <laughs> I was up until all hours in Lubna's hotel room <laughs> freaking out about my presentation? You know, I had, I had three months and it was because as much as I know my stuff and as much as I'm very confident delivering my stuff and talking to people about it, what the, the fear for me was, oh my gosh, supposing these guys, this audience, realize that I'm not really as good as I think I am. Yes. Exposure. Yes. That uh, was the fear, exposure. Yes, and, and it stopped you from preparing yourself and maybe uh, being more peaceful and more relaxed and, and maybe yeah. even giving people more value, yeah, possibly, yeah? Yeah, I mean, it was at such an, an odd time in my life anyway. You know, there was a lot going on at that time. Yes. But, you know, but even so, I think two things came out of it. It's, it stopped me from really maximizing that opportunity i could have i could have leveraged that whole opportunity a lot more than i actually did um and also it it all that fear also kept me it it kept me hidden in my illness as opposed to you know not being in the illness i felt uh, looking back on it now now that i'm all recovered and everything's great i feel that i spent that time hiding behind my illness my illness was a great excuse put it that way yeah it was a great yeah it was a great excuse 
oh, I can't because I'm ill. Yeah. yeah. You know. And and so so that's so that's amazing um, example. And Lubna, what about you? Have, have you got an example? Yeah, the same the same process, the same thing. Uh, I knew in October that I was speaking uh, at the summit, and it, it took me until the night before, and I was the mm. Uh, very first speaker, lunchtime speaker on the Saturday. So I had to get my presentation in on Friday evening. And I spent until almost 7 p.m. in my hotel room getting, getting, sending that presentation out. And I really thought, why am I doing this? Even the mm. landing page to uh, get it done. I think I did that just about 20 minutes before I need to go to the event. I was going to say, yeah, you, you, well, weren't we working on that whilst we were sitting at the back of the room? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that's, and I'm thinking, why did I leave this at the, at the very end? Why am I adding to my uh, tension that I have already? And for me, it had everything to do with, oh, my God, this is the very first time that I'm going to stand up on a stage in front of entrepreneurs from around the world doing a speech I have never done before. Oh, wow. And I have stood on stages before. So it's not about standing on a stage and speaking. It wasn't mm. even about the fact that I was going to be doing it in English because I'm used to doing it in Dutch. But it was the very first speech. The very, the, so it's a new speech, new audience. Mm. It just paralyzed me. It took me, it literally, I, in the last hour before doing anything, deadline, I got it done. But don't ask me how. Mm. You know, and, and I'm so glad, Lubna, that you're saying this because obviously I was there too. And you, when you got on stage, you, you looked so confident, so powerful, so much in your power. So basically it shows that when we need to show up in our greatness, we do. But the time that we could have spent peacefully in a, in a relaxed way, we fuck it up because we procrastinate. We scare ourselves, right? Yes. Mm. Instead of flowing with ease and peace. And, the, and, the, and that's, that's what fear does to us. And I, the, the, the way that it showed up in my life uh, quite profoundly was actually to do with the book. So I was shifting other people's fears and be, became quite well known for it. And, but when people kept on asking me, Gosha, can I buy anywhere this book of yours and i said no i haven't written it why and then i would go oh my god if you knew how busy i am <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I mean, honestly i don't even have time to go to the toilet let alone write a book yeah. and people people would buy it they go oh yeah yeah we just we know you're busy yes and yet i don't have a family i don't have kids i don't have lots of businesses to run cats dogs what a what a story, you know, and they were buying and they go, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And often people would leave me messages on, on WhatsApp or someone and say, we are really sorry to bother you because we know how busy you are. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You're completely bothered shit, which, you know, I even believed it. And then finally I went to the dinner party and no, it was a birthday party at my friend's party and we're sitting around the table and, um, and people didn't know each other. You know, I didn't know anybody there other than Nikki. And um, the, this woman says, so guys, so go, go around the table, introduce yourself. So I said what I do. And I said, my name is Gosha Gona. And I have created a powerful method to turn fear into success. And the woman says, can you show us how? And, um, and, and I went around the table and I, I shifted people one after another. And some of them cried, some of them laughed. 
And she goes, do you have a book about it? And I was like, no, 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 I don't have a book. And she said, stop it. And she was a Hay House publish author. Oh. And she, said, she looked straight for my wow. eye. And she said, Gosha, this is, I'm sorry for swearing. She said, this is fucking bullshit. Wow. She said, you should have written a book long wow. time ago. And I'm telling you, girl, you need to do this method on yourself. You are scared. <laughs> wow. Exposed me right in front of those women. I sat there with my mouth open and I and I said to her, Do you know what? You are absolutely right. Right. Oh gosh. And then I did the, the exercise on myself and I shifted a few things and I've asked for help. You see, this is the other thing, you know, I've asked for help. And also, uh, and I organized my, my thoughts, my, my, my ideas. And anyway, I went ahead and I wrote the book. But then even then, it sat on the shelf for a couple of years, I think. Okay. So uh, it shows like how selfish we can be yeah. when we are scared and we don't know about it. So yeah. how, what's one way of re realizing when you are selfish cow <laughs> mm. or selfish uh, whatever, and you don't even know about it? If you have something that can help more people and you're not and you're not sharing it, yeah. If someone can, if so many people desperately feel, think like they need to commit suicide because they don't know how to be happy, and yet they don't have Lubna's book, let's say, right? Because she has, mm. for instance, right? Yeah, yeah. So many people struggle now with the the brand, uh, with the branding and showing themselves in their full glory because they mm. don't know how to do the branding. And then Gail may, may have not actually written a book yet because she may have been scared, for example, right? Mm. So, so there we go. So I think this is the name of the game. You know, ask yourself, uh, what's the worst thing that can happen? The worst thing that can mm. happen if you achieve your biggest goal. And notice I've said the worst thing that can happen if you achieve it, not if you don't achieve it. Well, the worst thing that can happen is that I is that I achieve it, but nobody nobody buys it. Nobody <laughs> nobody has it. Yeah, precisely. So, so I've done it, but nobody but nobody has it. Mm. Then then it was a wasted time, wasted energy, wasted everything, right? Yeah. I but think, even, well, what, what's the point? Yeah, but even Gail, even if you wrote uh, the book and only one person read it and came mm. to you and said, Do you know, girl? This has fucking. I'm so sorry. You, you can. You can. <laughs> Honestly, we're gonna have, we're gonna have to get a swear jar for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the person says, "Gail, you have changed my life. I've completely transformed my business because of your book. Would that would that be oh, worth? That's worth it. Yeah. So I will be the, the that person. So you you, you can get a, get on and write the book. <laughs> no wow. excuses anymore. No, but you, no, but but the thing is, I, I I have procrastinated on it for such a long time, many, 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 many years. I've watched people come and almost and and almost written my book, as in they've written their book, which I think, well, that's my book. Yes. But this is how it works, isn't it? You know, if if you don't pick up the mantle, it'll just pass to somebody else, and they'll they'll pick it up. Exactly. So, so Gail, I, let, let's just do the exercise on you and see what happens. Okay. okay? So, mm. that you are afraid of success, mm. can, can you explain what specifically do you mean by success? Describe how the success would look like. 
And listening to you speak just now, Gosha, and getting a little bit more meat on the bones, I don't know if it is about success. I think so it's what? more about, I think it's a fear of money. It's a fear of having money because I, I feel that if, and, and I've tested this theory and, and proven myself right, which is why I'm, I'm still so fearful, that I'm going to be so good at what I do that I do make some money, but then I'm going to lose it. Or I'm not going to be able to make it work for me. Okay. I'm not going to be able to make the money work for me. Okay. So okay. it's a case of, okay, well, rather than put myself through all of that, let's not just make any. <laughs> okay, got it. Okay, so let's go. So, so the fear that if you if you go ahead, write the book, put yourself out there, help a lot of people, and make a lot of money, um, and then you lose it quite quite quickly after that. Yeah. How is that fear out of ten? Ten being the highest, one being the smallest. It's a big fear. I'd say it's at least a nine. Okay, so let's work with this. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So remember, obviously, as people listen to us. That will help them to work with through their fear. So, 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 Gail, what is the worst thing if you make a lot of money and then make wrong decisions? I suppose not trust your intuition, right? Mm -hmm. Or purposefully, consciously, or subconsciously sabotage yourself and mm -hmm. lose money. What, what what would be the worst thing? It means that I won't be able to provide for my family. My my daughter will go without. Um, you know, yeah, my daughter will go without. Um, we we could end up homeless, um, you know. And my 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 biggest fear in this is that my family end up suffering as a result of my foolishness. Okay, okay. So it's a more fear of making wrong decisions, almost actually. Mm -hmm. Because if you yeah. don't make much money now, not like huge, but not much money now still you may not be able to provide for your family right so it's like somehow making big money it's really it's somehow linked with making wrong decisions and mm -hmm. also quickly losing it i also wonder uh why do you make good decisions when you have little money i think so <laughs> now you put i think i think i'm more considered in my decisions um because i know that i'm working with limited resources so i have to so I take more time rather than being spontaneous or knee-jerk. I take more time mm -hmm. when when there's when there's a little rather than when there's a lot. So at what level? At what? How much money one would have to have, like yourself, to start making silly decisions? Ten thousand, hundred thousand, half a million. Are we talking about per month, per year, or just like in your bank account? So how much money would you have to have in your bank account to start? Start making stupid decisions. Well, I start to panic, and if, if anything over five thousand, I start. I feel that I see the panic starting to rise because I know that I can make enough to cover my um, my responsibilities and whatnot. Anything other than that then starts to go into disposable income, mm -hmm. and then it's like so. Anything over like I'll say about six thousand, I would I would start to panic. Ten thousand, fifteen, then. By 15, I've lost my mind. You know, uh -huh. the, all decision-making has gone out the window by then. That's interesting. So it's a slow, yeah, it's a slow build, I'd say, between 6 and 15. Okay, perfect. And tell me, if you completely, the bigger the money, the more mad you become, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realise that until just now, by the way. So if anyone's listening, 
So I'll just say this is unfolding as we speak. Yes, yes, um, and well done. Okay, so the bigger the money, the less stability and groundedness. So somehow big money ungrounds you, right? It sounds like that. I, I, I feel like, yeah. Yeah, maybe that, that, that there is some truth in it. So let's just explore it further. So let's just, let, let me ask you this. What's the worst thing that can happen before you lose the money? Okay, if you start making wrong decisions. So even before you lose the money, is there anything else that can go wrong? I don't think so. That Nothing else is coming up for me at the moment. You know, it's very much centered around that. You know, everything else is in its place in order. You know, it feels comfortable. Okay. But I just feel that I lose my mind around big big um numbers of when it comes to money great fantastic and, and just out of interest how old were you when you first started when i first started what playing that game lots of money using oh. Money. Uh, oh yeah good idea good um, question actually um i think i've always played this game because it, it now i look back Though the though the numbers were smaller, it was still the same. So, for instance, when I was young, I used to get five pence a day pocket money. Fine. Mm -hmm. The moment every now and again, I used to get ten p or fifty p. You know, if someone, if um a family member came and gave me an extra ten pence or fifty pence or God forbid a pound note as it was in those days, yeah. um that then again I would I would be silly. You know, so the, the numbers would change, but the behaviour was the same. It would be like, oh my gosh, I've got loads of money. I can do what I like. I can do the, the, it, it's, it's almost like there's a, a, a switch that goes from being responsible and considered to being completely irresponsible and foolish. Okay, lovely. So, so the last question on this side of the, of the story. So if the worst thing that can happen is that you can have a lot of money, lose it all, and be homeless, right? Yeah. And and if that was the case, what's the worst thing that could happen then? Oh gosh, I couldn't be I couldn't be me. I couldn't be me, Gail Edwards, as I am right now in disguise. If I was homeless and why not? Why couldn't you and, and 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 lost everything because mm -hmm. I feel that I'm so I feel so attached to this desire to, to, to want to help people be who they are and to be clear and confident and magnetic. But if I'm homeless and I'm distracted and my thoughts are elsewhere trying to pull myself back together, I can't give me to them because there's, 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 no, there's no me left. So the, the fear beyond it is that you will not be able to truly make a difference anymore. Yeah. And help is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Because if, if I'm if I've lost all of me and who I am, and I'm trying to hold on to hold on to that, I can't I can't serve them. I can't help them. You know, I, I just can't be there. Okay, so just before we go to the other side, I just wanted to tell you a story that I was reading um, an interview with a girl who used to be a famous singer, and she went uh, bankrupt. And she ended up on the street, and she lives somewhere in um, in the underworld of either New York or some or Chicago. I, I forgot what city it was, but somewhere in America. 
And um, they, they interviewed her. She's about 40 years old. And she said that she's never been happier. And then they asked her why. And she said that she doesn't have to worry about the bills. But, but she absolutely enjoys the community uh, that, that has been built there, right? Mm, people, mm. people who are homeless. And she said they really support each other. And we really look out for each other. And I really help them. <laughs> mm. just wanted to tell you that she mm. hasn't lost herself in anything she's found herself and I'm only telling you this is that all those stories we're telling ourselves are probably not true including the one that you will lose yourself you, you, you never know Gail you may actually become even more of yourself just, just a thought doesn't make sense what I'm saying yeah it does because when I think about you know, really rock bottom times I've had in my life previously, yes. you know, that's exactly what's happened. You know, I've found another layer of myself. I've found more of myself to bring to the table. So it stands to reason that if the worst thing to happen were to happen, who's yes. to say there's not more to discover? Exactly, exactly, exactly. And so let's look at the other side. So instead of having this program of more money, less stability, more uh, disconnection from yourself, making wrong decisions. If you could imagine that you could have it the way you, you want. Mm. So with growing money, what would you like to see happening in your life? I would just like to have more control and more, um, much more control in terms of really, one of the things that fascinates me is I love hearing how people have grown their wealth you know, not, not people that have acquired wealth by doing, you know, you know, inheritance, wealth, but, but people who've genuinely grown wealth from nothing. I'm fascinated by that because I always want to know what did they do? What was their mindset? What was the, the, the resource that they used or, you know, what was the skill they learned in order to do that? And that's a bit of an aspiration for me. I would love to be able to have that kind of confidence around money that's what it is oh my gosh i'm not confident around money that's that's it i would like to have more confidence around money okay so the more money comes in the more centered grounded ordered disciplined and focused you are right yeah okay and what do you think that may lead to if you remain very grounded confident and powerful around money and the more it grows the more powerful you become oh the, the, the thing for me is financial education. I don't want anybody, young or old, to go through what I have been through in some instances in, in my life. And that grounding and that confidence and that control will allow me to be able to help them on yet another level, to be able to say, look, this is where you can get real, genuine financial assistance. There was a time in my life where I was someone that was considered to have fallen through the crack financially because to all intents and purposes, I looked fine. You know, I had a house, I had a car, and I was working. So what, how, what the hell could be wrong with you? You know, we can't help you. There's nothing wrong with you. But the truth of it was, was that I was failing miserably financially because I was um, separated. So I wasn't, so, and my business wasn't going well because I was having a breakdown as a result of the separation. So I wasn't earning. I didn't have a second income for my husband to depend on. And, you know, everything was crumbling around my ears, everything. So, and there was no help for me because 
everyone the, to the to the government if you like we, you don't need any help you're fine okay so so instead of that you would want yourself to be able to teach other people how yes. to maintain control around money and absolutely and multiply it yes absolutely especially women who have been through you know life changing um events where they have found themselves on the wrong end of their purse basically okay you know and they don't know what to do okay so what do you think may happen if you became extremely wealthy in a very controlled way and you teach other people how to do the same what do you think this may lead to this would lead to lots of financially independent and financially educated people that 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 lessens that you know even even like with young people they don't teach them um, fiscal responsibility in schools but you know they they get to 18 and they're suddenly expected to know this stuff some of them depending on their experience will be fine with that and others will flounder i i i i would love to be able to be part of a system a resource a process that shows them hold on a minute this is your starting point this is what you can do this is what's available for you if you want to flourish you can flourish mm. so whilst we, we we talk about it from the personal development side which is great and i love all that and i love doing that i'm not going to stop doing that but i want to talk about it and I'll get in there and have those financial conversations beautiful you know and branding is so much linked to financial conversations because oh, if absolutely separated, if they're separated they they basically don't lead anywhere you know they are so mm. important because you want to have powerful branding to make a powerful impact and to make great money right absolutely gosh and as you know that's my that's my message that's why i'm so i'm right. so passionate i'm just so incensed when i see people not making those connections because okay. i think yeah sorry i'm going to okay. go off on the tangent there so, so let's just okay so, so, <laughs> it looks like this this whole challenge around money it's part of the layer that you need to go through to become even more effective in what you do mm. so, i would say you should be grateful to yourself that you have that layer but also that you've discovered it that you've un unpacked it so let's do the expansion game this was just um finding out sort of process and now we're doing the actual expansion game so take a deep breath in breathe out and remember what i'm i'm going to ask you to repeat is just um few statements which are not true actually they are totally not true but nevertheless you say them and you let them go okay and see what we okay. create in terms of space for the truth to come in so say this i allow myself i allow myself to keep on repeating what i have done when i was a child to keep on repeating what i have done when i was a child that when i got a little bit more than than i thought i deserved that when i got a little bit more than what i thought i deserved i want i was going crazy i was going crazy and losing my mind and losing my mind so i allow myself to do this now for the rest of my my life So now I allow myself to do this for the rest of my life. And make more money than ever before, but also quickly go crazy. And make more money than ever before and also quickly go crazy. And make wrong decisions. And make wrong decisions. And lose it all. And lose it all. And become uh, homeless. And become homeless. 
And I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to it. Take a deep breath in. Let it go. Okay, and say, but I also allow myself to uh, start helping people while I'm homeless. But I also allow myself to start helping people whilst I'm homeless. And make some powerful work on the ground. And make some powerful work on the ground. And help all those homeless people to walk up the line. And help all those homeless people to walk up the line. To straighten their lives and become successful. To straighten out their lives and become successful. And use their talents and gifts. And use their talents and gifts. And actually even build brands. And even build bigger brands. And I'm looking forward to building myself up from homelessness to success. And I'm looking forward to building myself up from homelessness to success. Taking all the homeless people with me. Taking all the homeless people with me. All the way up. All the way up. And I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to it. Take a deep breath in. Is out. I also allow myself to start feeling peaceful around money. I also allow myself to start feeling peaceful around money. And start noticing that more money I have, more grounded I feel. And start noticing that the more money I have, the more grounded I feel. The more peaceful I feel. The more peaceful I feel. And greater intuition kicks in. And greater intuition kicks in. And I invested very wisely. And I invested it wisely. And I use it very wisely. And I use it very wisely. And I'm looking forward to increasing my financial financial wisdom. And I'm looking forward to increasing my financial wisdom. And have the same stability if I have ten thousand pounds or ten million pounds. And have the same stability whether I have ten thousand pounds or ten million pounds. Always have the same strong connection to my intuition. And always have the same strong connection to my intuition. And I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to it. Take a deep breath in and breathe out. I also allow myself to become an expert in helping people to feel good around money. I also allow myself to become an expert in helping people to feel good around money. And deserve mm. money and deserve money and only then work on their brands and only then work on their brands and help them to become really successful and help them to become really successful and impactful and impactful and feel excellent about uh, about having more money and feel excellent about having more money and being more grounded and being more grounded. And more purposeful. And more purposeful. I allow myself to make wealth spiritual and grounding. I allow myself to make wealth spiritual and grounding. And make myself very well known as a brand expert because of that. I make myself very well known as a brand expert because of that. Because nobody is going to be successful if they don't work through it. 
because nobody's going to be successful if they don't work through it. So I'm looking forward to finding a really quick way to help people to work through this. I'm looking forward to finding a really quick way to helping people to work through this. Including children. Including children. Women after crisis. Women after crisis. And maybe even homeless people. And maybe even homeless people. And I'm looking forward to being incredibly wealthy. And I'm looking forward to being incredibly wealthy. And at the same time, powerful and grounded. And at the same time, powerful and grounded. Take a deep breath in. Breathe out. And uh, I would love you to, darling, close your eyes and go all the way to the future. Maybe two years from now, maybe three years from now. And I want you to see yourself in this new space of groundedness and very different relationship to money. Very, 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 very different. And describe to me what's different there. Describe what's happening. Purpose. Purpose, passion and profit. For females who want to flourish. Financially and physically. And how do you feel when you have all this money coming into your camp? What do you notice happens in your mind? How you make decisions? (laughs) It's just it's just there. It's there for the benefit of me and my family and our loved ones and for whatever else I choose to get involved with. It's just there. It's just there. It's just there. And and what advice would you give to yourself on the other at the beginning of the journey in 2020, March 2020, to Gail? Don't worry about it, Gail. It's only money. It's going to grow anyway. So you may as well just grow with it. You can't help it. It's going to grow. <laughs> yeah, it's going to grow anyway. Just a so you might as well, yeah. You might as well just grow with it. And what, what advice would you give her that will ground her and steady her? So the more money will come, she will become more and more grounded. What would you like her to know? You've got this covered. It's not about, it's not about your decision making. You've, got, you've actually got it covered. You're making the right decision. You're making the right decisions for you at the time. You've got it covered. Yeah. And can you also tell her, the younger self, the, the you in here, is that you you have so many people to help, so many women to help, and that mm. um, the wealthier you become in a grounded way, the more you'll be able to help them. Because how can you help them? How can you lead them there if you've never been there? If you've not been there. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's that part, it's that part, final part of my work that I resist even though it takes me there but I used to resist it because Mm. I hadn't been there I hadn't experienced I didn't feel comfortable enough around it whereas now as I look back I can see that you guys are okay you guys are going to flourish anyway and I'm going to help you because I can because I know what it's like to be where you are and I went through it and I've worked through it. So I've exactly. now got to the other side. 
Exactly. So Gail, can I ask you to repeat after me this last statement now? I allow myself to use my talents to help thousands or millions of women. I allow myself to use my talents to help thousands and even millions of women. To be very grounded about money. To be very grounded about money. Very wise about it. Very wise about it. And very comfortable with a lot of it. I'm very comfortable with a lot of it. And very comfortable with very little. I'm very comfortable with very little. I choose to be a beacon of wisdom when it comes to money. I choose to be a beacon of wisdom when it comes to money. And branding. And branding. And, and join them together. And join them together. And I'm looking forward. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to be extremely effective. And I'm looking forward to being extremely effective. And wealthy. And wealthy. And make outstanding decisions for me and for others. And make outstanding decisions for me and for others. Mm-hmm. Deep breathing, breathe out. And just check how, how you feel now about that fear of uh, making lots of money and losing it. And uh, how big is it now out of, out of 10? <laughs> I can't find it. I, I can't find it. Have you um have you ever done EFT? So in EFT we have um a thing where you deal with what where you deal with one issue and it chops down all of the others without you even yes. realizing it. So yes. when you try to then find that memory or that feeling, it's just yes. gone. Yes. That's how I feel. It's like I, I can't find it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, live on our podcast, <laughs> change fear into success. It's gone wow. for Gail. It's wow. gone. I can't find it. Good. So, Lubna, what did yeah. you, as an observer, what, what what did you observe? What did you notice? And and what what are your comments? Oh, I I love the process. Uh, it's and I've seen you do it a couple of times now. So each mm-hmm. time is just more of a miracle uh, than the last time. And what I noticed uh, in Gail is while she was talking, the volume of her voice shifted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like I can't. I have to say these words because gosh, you asked me to do so, but I don't want to. And especially when the power statements came through, your voice was stronger and more grounded mm. than it was when it was around the worst case scenario. That's what I noticed. Mm. Interesting. And again, Gail, how are you feeling now? I feel <laughs> there's a part of me that actually feels a bit silly because it's like, did I really have that? Because I, I honestly can't find it so I, I've got nothing to attach it to now because it's not there um so yeah so there's so there's that but also it's like right okay great let, let's get on and again it's like that um like, oh what, what do we call it? is it the forest of possibilities I can't remember now I so long since I did my EFT training but you you know um it it it, it has also got rid of so much other stuff that was obviously attached to it that I had felt before that's now not there either 
So it's, um, I'm sitting here almost in a state of like, huh? What are you mm-hmm. talking about? What, what's been holding me back? I don't know. It, it's just yeah. let's just get on with it. It's a really odd thing to try and explain at this stage so soon after, but I just feel like like I went to sleep. Yes. And now I'm I've woken up. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And Gail, you know, I wanted to tell you something because, of course, I'm getting intuitive flashes. Mm. And I don't know if it's true or not, but I just want to share with you that one of the pictures that I saw was you um, somehow really, truly creating something that busts through the uh, the whole thing around people feeling uncomfortable with making money. Yes. Um, yes. B- because, you know, when, when you're helping people to build their brands and they have one of those sneaky buggers sitting somewhere in the subconscious mind, no matter mm. how much you help them, do you see what I'm saying? They're going mm. to be sabotaging the success. And one has to really feel comfortable with making money. And very few brand, branding experts actually talk about it. Exactly. And, and, and you will. So I, I will say that in itself, will put you uh, apart from others and it will make you shine more brighter, but it will make you more effective. So mm. so maybe in a day or two, sit down and do some work on it and create something, maybe with EFT, maybe using my technique, which I give you full permission for. Thank but, you. Uh, it may be something else. Help yourself to put it down and help people more effectively. Just, that's one thing, that, that mm, the educating people, that would be great. Educating kids at school about mm. financial wisdom and groundedness. That was the third one. And actually, second one. And the third one, what came up to me, was actually working with the homeless people. And, and you know what? The funniest thing is I do, I do stuff with the homeless. I do various, you know, bits of um, various projects and stuff. And I just thought, oh, wow, I didn't realize that was so much a part of what I do so I'm, I'm going I'm going to look at how I can expand that how I can integrate that more but, but can you imagine Gail seeing and maybe even writing a book about finding um maybe meeting someone who's actually homeless but very talented mm. very um gifted and somehow helping them to work through whatever, whatever they, they, they need to work through. It may not be even you who's working through them, mm. but then somehow helping them to build a brand. <laughs> Absolutely. And do, do you see what will happen with, with that yeah. person? And, and what will happen with other people? And that would be one of the most inspiring sort of stories ever. So that's what I saw, that you probably will do something like that. Thank you so much, Kasha. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was a live demo of the expansion game right here at the Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast. Gosha, thank you for helping us experience that amazing te- technique that you have to turn fate into success. The next question is the, probably the most important question. The most important question. The most important question. Yes. <laughs> what is your favorite sushi? Yeah, I was waiting for this. I couldn't wait. <laughs> And I was thinking, you know, it's a bit difficult because I like them, I like two or three, but I think the one of the most um, sort of the delicious ones I like the most is actually sushi with tuna. 
but not the raw tuna, but the one with a little bit of mayonnaise and cucumber, which mm. I don't even know if they make in the posh restaurants, but they make it in the uh, your sushi, right? <laughs> so it's my guilty pleasure. And then the other one that I absolutely love is the one with the seaweeds in, in it, right? Oh, uh -huh. yes. Because I eat seaweeds almost every day. And it's mm. the mm, sticky seaweeds and uh, a little bit of uh, um, soya bean and some chili. And oh, I love it. Mm. Oh. And so if I, let's say, if I go somewhere to a meeting and I don't have time to eat and I know I'm going to eat later, I would just, now I'm bearing my soul in front of you. I would go to <laughs> your sushi and, and or one of those, those places and I will buy myself one sushi with tuna, one sushi with uh, seaweed and one sushi with, um, uh, with avocado. And, Ooh, uh, nice. and then I would just stick it in my mouth and go to my meeting. And now you know everything about <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Sasha, you're not the only one. I can tell you. you exactly, you weekend. are not the only one. <laughs> I came back from London and the very first thing I bought while still at the airport, not even on, in the train, on the train back home, is sushi. Wow. Uh, now we're talking. Okay. Wow. So you're not the only one. We're, we're, you're here in a community of people who absolutely adore sushi. So yes, that's what we do. It's a compulsive. Um, just before we wrap up, because probably this episode is going to go into history as the longest episode. The longest. Ever. <laughs> uh, packed with value. In your opinion, what's the relationship between sushi and entrepreneurship? <laughs> <laughs> you should ask me about this earlier because it's a, very, it's a very philosophical question. Well, I have to say that one of the biggest, the greatest ideas that I've had, brainstorming sessions, uh, meetings that really stay, will stay in my mind for a very long time was actually in the sushi restaurant with some of the amazing people that I met. Uh -huh. And... Um, and, and what I actually like, I'm just thinking what is the relationship, is the simplicity. Mm -hmm. And do you know uh, less is more? Because when you look at the sushi, when it lies on the plate, it's bloody expensive, right? But it's simple. It doesn't, mm. it doesn't give you too much. It doesn't make you bloated. You actually leave the restaurant sort of feeling you had enough, just, just about yeah. enough, but you still mm. light. And I think this is it. Guys, I, I think this is a genius, you know, download. It's that, that that's what, how we need to create um, our businesses. Uh, oh. Don't give people too much. Make, keep it simple. People like simple, quick, and easy, and don't overwhelm them with ideas. So Absolutely. they can go wherever they need to go, just nourished, well-nourished, but also light. Oh, I, I love, love that. that. I love that. Oh, thank you so much. Gosha, I cannot tell you what a pleasure it has been having you on our show today. It really has. And I know our listeners, they're probably sitting there open mouthed thinking, wow, cannot wait until the next episode. But I'm t I can tell you now, you will be a very hard act to follow. So thank you. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> so I know that the three of us can keep chatting probably for hours and hours on end. 
um, uh, and we're going to. We're just going to have to invite you back, Osha, um, yes. for another Absolutely. episode on our podcast. Um, but for now, for people that are wondering now, I want more of Gosha. Where can I find Gosha? Where can people yes. find you? You can find me on uh, goshagorna.com and Gosha, G-O-S-I-A, my surname, G-O-R-N-A.com. I also have my YouTube channel where I've put some interesting things. And on Facebook, I am occasionally, and on LinkedIn, even less, but I'll be there more. But the best thing is to find me on my website, send me an email, and I, um, I'm looking forward to supporting you in your expansion. Oh, Thank you, Gosha, for Thank you. being with us, and we look forward to having you again in the future. And for those of you that are listening to this episode, we hope to see you in the next one. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.